So, Andrew, I've um, just introduced you. You're the Managing Director of ChooseWell, your specialist health insurance advisory service, and you said that you work with both members of the public and corporates. And what's all the, I mean, what's all the fuss about health insurance around this time of year? You sort of, now you see it in the media a lot. Um, why is this time of year, you know, a time where it's so, it's, it's in front of us all the time? So the, the way the industry has been regulated is that, is that insurers are allowed to put up their premiums once a year. Yep. Um, and that once a year is, is effective from the 1st of, of April. And moving back from that, the government sort of approves those increases early in the year, in February typically, and then, then really the, the, the main time that, that health funds communicate with their customers is in February, March, where they write to them and say, hey, you, your premiums are going up. Yeah, and am I right to say that the premiums tend to go up at a rate faster than inflation? Yeah, they, 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 they go up about three times the rate of inflation. Wow. Um, um, and that's about the same as the... It's about the same as overall health inflation. Right, so, so overall health inflation is three times yeah. as much... Geez, that really tells you how, um, how uh, the budget must be suffering because with an ageing population, you know, our health costs are going up and up. That's right, that's right. So, so I mean, what's driving that is in part the ageing population, um, in, in, in part just, you know, the, the, the costs within the health system. So mm. people within the health systems, you know... Uh, uh, Earn more, want to earn, and more technology is, is more expensive. So robotic technology, that sort of thing. There's a bunch of stuff, and and, and people are utilising services a lot more than a lot more than they used to. Yeah. Um. So all those things sort of combine to, and that's been fairly consistent. Where it's you know, between two and three times more, more often than not, three times under rate of inflation for, for many years. Um. And unlike um, you know, manufacturing, for example, it's not sort of uh, medical stuff's not exported to to China or, mm. or wherever. So it's, it's all done here. Um, and and, and that, that's what happens. So, so just so I'm clear on that, the government yeah. sets the maximum increase that they can do each year. Is it? Well, the government each health fund needs to put their books, so to speak, to the to the government. Um, and the reason the government gets involved is because the government is subsidising health insurance, mm. right? So you know they're not going to provide a subsidy if they if they think that the health insurers are you know unreasonably profiteering. Right. So the health insurers put their books, so to speak. Um, to the to the government, and they say this is what we think is going to happen next year, and therefore we need, um, you know, we need this level of increase, um, and the government sort of approves it. Some discussion about changing that system, yeah, um, and there's some debate about if it was more market oriented, then there might be better, better outcomes um, um, for, for for consumers because they they tend to all be very similar, especially the you know, sort of the, the larger funds. They sort of tend to be similar, and then they come up with this headline rate. Mm. Um, Interestingly, below the headline rate, there can be very big variations. So if you have an average of, say, 5%, um, that doesn't mean that some products aren't 1% and other products go up by 10%. Mm. So um, people so, will notice when they look at their statements that, that, that what their product has gone up is not necessarily the average. Yeah, so prices can then can be quite variable from year to year. So your, your price increase might be a lot more than what you know, what the quoted standard one is. So I guess that raises the question, I mean, is, is price of premiums generally the impetus for people to look at changing policies? Um, it, it's often, it, it is the impetus for them to have the discussion, but once they commence the discussion, they often realise that actually, um, you know, th- th- there's a lot more to it than that. Mm. Um, and, and, and the real thing that can, that, that can drive price differences is making sure that you're on the right cover. Yeah. So if you're if you're you know a you know sixty year old person, um, it, it's very unlikely that you you sh- you need pregnancy cover. 
Yeah. So why yeah. wouldn't you take a cover that's a, that's a top cover other than pregnancy? Now, your health fund's not going to write to you and say, hey, you know, why don't you drop down your cover and save mm. yourself some money? Um, so that, you know, the process of, of, of looking at it, you know, tends to bring those sorts of things out. If you've got children who need orthodontics, that's fine. But mm. once the orthodontics is done, right, it's done. Right? Yeah, you don't so, need to pay for so that you don't, anymore. You don't, you don't necessarily mm. need, um, um, need, need to pay for that. And, yep. and, and, and then, then on things like extras, um, depending on the provider that you go to, and, and certainly our principle is that people should have maximum choice with private health insurance. That's what it's all about. So depending on the provider you go to, for the same premium, you can get back you know, significantly more with one fund compared to another fund because of the, just the way that they do it. So that's particularly important for things like dental. Yeah. So it's really not just about the price. It's, it's really about the value that you get for the premiums. Correct. Yeah, that's right. I agree with that. Okay, we're speaking to Andrew Davis from Choosewell. We welcome your SMSs on 047 So, Andrew, in terms of people um, people changing insurance companies, what are the sort of barriers doing it? How, how difficult is it to actually change from one insurer to the other? What, what, are, the, what are the pitfalls that people should be looking out for? Yeah. Look, it, it, it's actually not difficult. Um, and the reason it's, it's not difficult is because the way the, the industry is regulated is that a new health fund can't make you reserve waiting periods. Right. So if you've been with a health fund for a while, and a while is typically a year, right, um, or, or longer, then, then you will have served all your waiting periods. And when you move across, um, the, the, the new fund needs to consider as if you've been with them for, you know, for that whole time and there's no new waiting period. So there's no sort of assessment of your any pre-existing conditions Correct. or anything like that? No, 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 no. And, and, and that differs very much from uh, most other forms of insurance. So yeah, absolutely. If you're changing car insurance, they'll ask you, you know, if you've had any accidents and if you had accidents, that will affect your premium. Health insurance doesn't work that way. Um, and again, it's, it's, it's this whole thing with the government involvement where they, where they, they need... They need people who are who are um, who have got lots of conditions. So they need they need health insurance to be affordable for them. Yeah. Because uh, from where the government sits, if not, then they'll all end up in the public system, and the public systems will you know will have more problems than so, already. So have. they really can't discriminate. Correct. So so a thirty year old who's perfectly healthy um, will pay exactly the same premium as a sixty four year old for the same product, right? Will pay exactly the same premium as a sixty four year old who's got you know several several um, you know. Wow. Um, that's the way it works. Um, in terms of the transfer, um, you know, an organisation like us, we, we organise this paperwork that goes on in the background um, that allows you to end with one fund on a particular day and you start mm. with the other fund on the same day. Uh, you know, if you've paid anything beyond that day, it gets refunded automatically. Um, and that's, that, that's, that, 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 that's kind of how it works. And I suppose with, with technology now, that's all a lot more seamless than what it was. It's not sort of myriads of forms that people need to Correct. fill out. Normally, the new funds ask the new member to log on to their um, to their portal, um, and the reason I want to do that is because then you know then then, then you're used to dealing with them in in, in that way. Mm. So I guess one of the questions that people have is might have as well about changing is, you know, say they've got their dentist or their physio, which they you know which they go to and they they can get some claims back on their extras. They don't want to change their dentist or physio. You know, when they change insurers, um, you know, will the insurer still cover that particular? Uh, health professional? Yeah, so, so all the insurers will cover anyone who's registered, for example, as a dentist or a physio um, or, not, or an optometrist or you know, any of those sort of core, core um, services. The question is, will you get back more 
the film for the services. And if you won't get back more, then um, you know why would you change? Um, um, if you've got if you've got claims in the bottom drawer that you haven't put through, um, mm. and you and you pull them out a year later, that's fine. Basically, all the health insurer is looking for is the date. You know, were you financial on the date that you went to the dentist? If you were, they'll you know they'll uh, they'll, they'll pay it. But but that's happening you know uh, very infrequently now because the vast majority of the time the the um, you actually just claim on the spot, you swipe yeah. your card, and all the health insurers have the same technology. It's called high caps. You swipe your card in the spot and um, and you're paying a gap. Yeah. So the insurance companies, you know, it, it, you, you're able to keep going to your same dentist Absolutely. effectively. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's not, the whole principle behind it is that you should have choice. You should be able to go to who, who, whoever you like. Some of the big, some of the, um, you know, Medibank and um, Bupa, some of the big companies have preferred supplier detail uh, arrangements where you'll get mm. back a higher benefit at particular dentists, for example. Um, but you can still go to other you can still go to other ones. Um, you just won't get as high high benefit. Um, certainly, the way we work is we talk to people about who their providers are, and we encourage them to stay there. And then we will try we'll try and find them a health fund that's going to give them a high, you know, a high return. Um, yeah. And, and do you find? I mean, you were you were mentioning before how you know someone who's older or or younger pays the same premium. Do different insurance companies like are they better for a better segment of the market? Is there an insurance company that is you know, generally better for baby boomers or one that's better for young professionals? Do they yeah. differentiate like that? Yeah, so uh, y- y- yes and no, right? So, for example, there are some insurers which don't have a product which is comprehensive with anything but pregnancy. Okay? Yeah. So, that, for me, that means that they're not optimal, um, certainly not price optimal for the top end of the market because you don't want to have to pay for pregnancy, right? Mm. Um, having said that, what's really important is actually to dig beyond the level beyond the um, like the generational labels. Mm. Um, all all the insurers have products that are targeted at all of those different segments, right? But you actually need to go down to the level of the individual because very much sometimes um, I'll give you an example. You know, um, a family that goes to dentist X, right? Um, it can be worth exactly the same premium, right? They can walk away with a couple of thousand dollars more um, in rebates um, from one insurer to the other. Um, wow. Now, there's nothing different in their health, there's nothing different in their age, right? But they happen to go to this dentist, so if they go to the insurer which is going to pay 100%, right, that's a lot more than an insurer who's going to pay 50%, right? Mm. Um, and, 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 you know, but the, that, that the insurer that's paying 50% might actually be better on something else, but if it's something that they don't use, then, um, you know, so, so that, that, that's why it's, it's really important to actually look at the individual, not just look at the, uh, not, not just look at the demographic group. Yeah. Now, Andrew, I've just got a, a text message through, yeah. uh, and they've asked who actually pays, for, if, if someone goes through, who actually pays for your services? Does the, does the person pay for it, or does the health insurance company? How does it work? Yeah, so the, the health insurance companies pay, Yeah. Um, regardless of which the health insurance company is. Um, they, they pay, the consumer pays, the customer pays nothing. Um, and we and others in our industry provide a you know a price guarantee that that the premium they you know, they'll pay if they use our services literally dollar for cent for cent exactly the same as as, as going directly to the um, um to the health fund. Yeah. Okay. So it's really a um a win win for the consumer. They're actually getting some advice. And and, and a, a company like yours, do you have just a, a panel of uh, insurance companies yeah, that you so we use? Do. We do. We have, we have we have a, a panel of seven of seven insurers. 
Okay, terrific. So that comes to the question, Andrew, the million-dollar question, which is the best private health insurance fund? Yeah, there's no... Most of the the insurers have, you know, sort of have three-letter names. There's there's no no direct answer to that. No. It really depends, is is, is the answer. It depends... It depends on the individual, and it depends on where they're at, and it depends on the services they're using, and 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 um, and and, thing, and things like that. And it changes over time. Yeah. So, so it, look, health insurance is not something unless circumstances change significantly. Um, um, it's not something that you really need to look at every year, um, but it is something that you know every every couple of years or every, um, so be three years is, is, is worth looking at because. Mm. Um, you'll find you'll find just through different life stages, and also, also through changes in the market. Um, 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 th- 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 things things will change. Um, you know, if, if if a premium goes up by ten percent two years in a row, and, and, a, and another premium that was very similar um, goes up by five percent for two years in a row, well, all, all of a sudden you've got a difference of ten percent, which is about thirty-five dollars a month. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know what that's uh, you know um, uh, you know a decent well, more than four hundred dollars a year, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Things things do change, and interesting. I mean, you've been how long has Choosewell been going for? How many years? Choosewell's been going for seven years. Seven years, and is there over that time? Have you seen much innovation, much sort of change in the the sort of insurance um, policies that, that 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 the companies provide? I think I think I don't know if I'd go so far as call it innovation. Um, I think there have been improvements where the companies are very trying very hard to. To be appealing in some way to um, to people who are who are healthy. Mm. I mean, they know they've got. A, they know that you know, for people who are regular users of hospital, they, they they provide outstanding value. The problem is, and it's like that with any insurance policy, that that for the people who are you know who are less likely to use the the expensive services, how do you you know how how do you make it attractive? Yeah. Um, so there are some great innovations in um, um, in in some of the benefits on extras. So. For example, getting back 100% for preventative dental yep. is, 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 is worth a lot of money to people. Absolutely. Uh, if you go twice a year, get your teeth cleaned, um, and, and you've got several people on the, on, on, on the cover, that, 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 that's worth a lot. I think the percentage-based extras, consumers like that, so they know exactly where they stand. You know, if they pick a product that's 60%, they understand that you know, for every, every $100, they'll, they'll be um, having to put, fork out 40 and that insurer will pay 60 there's, a, there's, there's some things like that, mm. um, but it's a tough... The, the insurers would like to do more, but the, the sort of the regulatory environment makes it does make it more difficult. They'd be, like to be more involved yeah. in, pre, in preventative health, yeah. um, but they're, they're prevented from doing that at, at, this, at this point. It's interesting because I've sort of found that that's been happening in the life and disability insurance era as well. There's one particular insurer that's got a special sort of health program so people, you know, get their insurance and they get a discount up front. And if they, you know, do certain health-related things, they walk their 10,000 steps a day, they go to the dentist twice a year, they get their, their, their blood pressure checked, they get points for all of those things. Yeah. And if they can, you know, keep us, get up to a certain number of points, you know, their premium is discounted. And they've yeah. also got a range of other, of other things as well. You know, you might get discounts on Qantas flights or or movie tickets. I've actually got one client of mine who is a, he's a bit of a fitness freak and every single week he gets a free uh, juice voucher. <laughs> okay. So um, it's interesting. It's it, Maybe yeah, yeah. it's something that's across the board that 
they want to be encouraging healthy people, so you know maybe it lessens the likelihood that they're going to have to pay out on claims. Yep, yep. Look, there's no doubt the insurers would like to encourage healthy people, and and there's also no doubt they would like to treat their members who are not healthy more through primary care, in other words, through GPs and um, and and activities that sit outside the hospital framework. Yeah. The expense blows out once people, you know, once people are admitted, are admitted to hospital. Um, what they're not allowed to do is they're not allowed to discount pricing based based on your health. Right. Uh, right. They're not even, have, not even allowed to discount pricing based on whether you smoke or, or anything like really? that. Really? Yeah. It's, I guess it's, it's quite unique and different from other, other insurance categories. Yeah. Now, we've just got another question on the SMS, which was, what if you pay your premiums up front or, or you pay them yeah. up front to get a discount and then you want to change partway through the year? Do okay, you get a partial question. refund? That's a good question. You do. So, so the reason people pay their premiums up front is because anything you pay um, before the end of this month, before the end of March, you'll pay the 2016 rate. Okay? Oh, I see. And any payments after the first of, uh, well, from the first of April, are at the 2017 rate. So there is an advantage if, if you know, if you have the the money available, there is an advantage of typically five, six percent, right? Yeah. Paying it up front. Now, if you change your mind um, um, later on, you can cancel it at any time. Right, and you'll get a pro rata um, refund. So okay. if you cancel this after six months, you'll get half half of it back. Um, then, if you buy another insurance policy, though, you'll be you'll be paying whatever the going rate is on on that day. Right. But, but there's no lock-ins in private health insurance. Yeah. Um, any, it, 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 um, you can you can withdraw at any time, and and the health insurer will always refund you um, any any premiums paid beyond the day that you leave them. Terrific. Oh, well, that's really good information. Andrew, can you just tell our listeners if they want to uh, find out a bit about more about your company, where they should go? Yeah, sure. Um, the website's probably the, the easiest. So the, the URL is choosewell, C-H-O-O-S-E-W-E-L-L.com.au, um, or they can call us on 1300 42 Terrific. All right, Andrew, look, thanks very much for your time today. Uh, it's certainly been enlightening. I've certainly learned something new from it. And we will, we may speak to you again in the future, but once again, thanks for your time. Pleasure, Evan. Okay. See you. Thanks. That was Andrew Davis from Choosewell. So hopefully you learned something new with those two interviewees. We're going to have a short music break, and then it may be time for a couple more SMSs, and then... Ruben's Propeller Head of the Week.